Thanks for joining us. To keep up with the latest news and podcasts, visit www.propelchurchaz.com. Now get ready for a great message from Pastor Jathan. I want to encourage you, church, to be planning for June 11th to be a part. We're planning to go as a church. We encourage you to be pray. Uh, be praying about who you can bring with you to the event. Invite them. We have promotional materials at the back information table to invite people. This is going to be an awesome opportunity. I believe God's presence and spirit is going to move across our city during this event, and we're going to see an awakening out of this Harvest America. And so we need to be praying. We want to be involved as a church, and and I believe um, that God's going to do great and mighty things in and through that event. So I, I encourage you to be praying about that. If you would, pull out your Bibles, pull out your outlines, and if you would, uh, just uh, silent your cell phone at this time so it's not a distraction to you. We have this Sunday and next Sunday, and we're going to finish up this series that we've been in entitled, Who is the Holy Spirit? And we've been looking at the fact that he is God's manifest presence living in us. He is our advocate. He's the one that teaches us, and he reminds us of God's word. He guides us, and he prompts us to share the truth of who Jesus is with others. He's our comforter in our life, and he encourages us. He helps us and strengthens us in every single area of our life. Last week, we looked at that, looked at that he is the spirit of wisdom and revelation, and he helps us to know our Heavenly Father better and to follow God's ways. With his wisdom, he prepares us for his plans and purposes. I'm not sure, Jeff, if you can hear that feedback, but if you can help me with that, that'd be great. In his second book to the Corinthians, Paul encourages the church at Corinth to know the promises of God are yes in Christ. All of that God and what he promises us come through Christ. They're yes and amen through Jesus. And he goes on in verses 20 through 22 to say in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, he says, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us. He set his seal of ownership on us. And he put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. I want you to see that Holy Spirit brings about God's promises in our life. He brings about what God has promised to us and for us through the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. Understand that when God promises something, we can count on him to fulfill that promise. It's as good as gold. And all that God promises us in his word has been solidified, concreted through Christ. He made it possible for us to live in the promises of God. And God has anointed you and he's placed his seal of ownership on you. Now, I don't know, maybe you're one of those families or maybe you're one of those individuals where I grew up with friends that they would always put their name on every single item that they owned. It could have been a backpack growing up, and they wrote their name on that. It could have been a baseball glove, and they wrote their name on that. It could have been whatever item they had, they put their name on it because they were putting their seal of ownership on it. 
meaning that 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 item belonged to them. And here Paul says that God has set his ownership on us. He puts his name on us, who he is through Holy Spirit, because we belong to God. You see, it's Holy Spirit that brings the fulfillment of God's promises to us in our lives. In fact, God deposited his guarantee of what is to come through Holy Spirit in us. Even though God's promises never fail and can be counted on, God went a step further and said, you can count on my word, you can take it to the bank, it will come to pass, but I'm going to take it a step further and I'm going to deposit my spirit in you. I want you to be guaranteed. I'm giving you who I am inside of you so that you can know that you have a future through Christ, that you will have an eternal future in heaven with Jesus. Holy Spirit is that deposit. He's that guarantee. And he reminds and assures us of the life that we have in Christ, but also the fact that we have eternal life through him. And then as believers, heaven awaits us one day. We have that future through Christ and through the promise of the Holy Spirit being deposited in us. Holy Spirit reminds us to keep our focus on Jesus. He's with us so that we keep our eyes on the eternal things that really matter while we're living this life here on earth. So that we would not forget the purpose and the plans and the callings that God has on our lives. God didn't leave us here by ourselves, but through the Holy Spirit, he confirms all that God has promised us personally. Two chapters later, Paul says, we are ministers of the new covenant through Christ. And he tells the Corinthians that they're the letters of recommendation or they're the fruit of his ministry because of their salvation in Christ. And he goes on in verses three through six of chapter three, he says, you show that you are a letter from Christ the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Paul was saying that, Holy Spirit confirms the fruit of our ministry and lives. And yes, you do have a ministry. You may not be in full-time ministry, but you do have a ministry that God has called you to. And so when someone gets saved, God deposits his spirit in them, Paul is saying. And right here he's saying that because the Holy Spirit was deposited in them, he brings the confirmation of their salvation to that person. Their salvation testified to the fact here of Paul's ministry was producing fruit. Their lives were the fruit of Paul's ministry, is what Paul was saying. In essence, Paul was saying that I'm able to see the evidence of what Holy Spirit is doing in you personally. I can see the evidence and the facts of how Holy Spirit is working in your church in Corinth. And that he could see the changes taking place from who they used to be to the current moment and who they are because of their salvation in Christ and because Holy Spirit was at work. God was producing fruit through the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. You see, Holy Spirit will confirm the fruit of your ministry. He will confirm the fruit of your life and what he calls you to. He will confirm it. 
you should be able to look around in your life, to look around at your circumstances and to see his hand at work in your life and in the lives of others that you're ministering to. Understand that Holy Spirit makes us competent ministers of the life he brings. Holy Spirit gives us the anointing we need to bring the life of God to others. He gives us the words to say when we're trying to tell others about Christ and what God has done for us. He gives us the ability to understand people and where they're at. He gives us the ability to listen and to discern what others are going through and what they're saying, what they're communicating to us. He gives us the compassion and mercy to show others. He makes us competent as ministers of the gospel. We're not capable in our own ability to minister to others effectively. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that makes us competent. Wow. God is so good. And through Holy Spirit, we can clearly and effectively share the life that he brings us with others. That's why it doesn't matter if you're a quiet person, if you're a shy person. Through Holy Spirit, he gives you the ability and the strength and the confidence and the boldness to effectively share and reach the world for Christ, to reach your world for Jesus. He will give you the words to say in those moments. He will give you the opportunity to share mercy and love and compassion with those around you. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 7 through 18, it says, Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory... So that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. And if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And he goes on to say, now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. Now there is so much packed in here into these several verses. And I want you to see that Holy Spirit removes the veil and brings freedom to our lives. When we turn to the Lord, Holy Spirit removes the veil off of our lives. Not only to see the truth of who Jesus is, but that we would reflect God's glory that's been given to us. Come on, you're called to reflect God's glory. You were made, you were created to reflect the glory of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. And when Moses encountered God's glory, he wore a veil so the Israelites could not see the glory of God. Why? Because it wouldn't last. It was short term. It was transitory. And even though that ministry was glorious, Paul says, 
The ministry of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, the law, it still brought condemnation because man couldn't live up to the law. It was glorious because it was God's standard. There was glory in it from the Lord. And Paul says this ministry of the new covenant brings about a new glory through the Holy Spirit. And that glory, the glory through the Holy Spirit in the new covenant is far greater than the one Moses and the Israelites experienced. Come on. We have a benefit through the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. It brings about the freedom in Christ through Holy Spirit being deposited in us. You see, Holy Spirit transforms us into God's image through his glory. God deposited his spirit as the guarantee. And when he deposited his spirit, the glory of who God is rules and reigns within our lives as we draw closer and closer to Jesus. And it transforms us or it changes us from the inside out. He changes our mind and our thinking. He changes our heart and our desire for God. He brings about God's glory that radiates from the inside of our lives outward to the world around us. Holy Spirit changes our character and nature so that we become like Christ. In other words, his glory and power are continually at work in our lives to transform us, to change us to the image of Christ and who he is as God. And not only is this amazing, but... His glory lasts and is always increasing. It doesn't become stagnant within our lives, but God's glory wants to, con- to continue to increase daily within our lives. His glory doesn't fade away. It has lasting power within our lives. And as we become more and more like Christ, God's glory is growing and growing and growing so that the light that we shine through the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside, gets brighter and brighter to the world around us. And this ministry or, or this glory of the Holy Spirit is far greater than what they even experienced back in the Old Testament because it brings about the righteousness of God in our lives. It brings about that right heart that we're able to follow after God the way that God intended Because man couldn't do it in his own flesh, his own strength. He was never going to be good enough. But God took that out of the equation and he raised the bar through Christ. And through the power of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, we have the ability to live the lives and to be changed and transformed into Christ's image and what he calls us to. And so it's not a glory that just radiates on the outside, but it truly changes our hearts and lives so that it radiates from the inside out. We don't have to wear a veil because Holy Spirit's come to shine his light within us, the glory of God Almighty. A couple weeks ago, we talked about the life that Holy Spirit brings in Romans chapter 8. And I want to look at verses 14 through 17 because this is what Paul says there. He says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, referring to the Holy Spirit, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. 
Now, we are, now if we are his children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in Christ's sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. It's powerful to understand that Holy Spirit leads us out of fear and into his freedom as a child of God. No longer do we have to live in fear. And I, I love that worship song that we sing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Because I am a child of God. It's taken right from this passage of scripture. He, he doesn't lead us as slaves so that we live in fear again. But he brings about the freedom of God within us. He makes us a part of God's family by taking us from adoption to sonship. If we're being led by the Holy Spirit, his leading confirms that we are a child of God. It reassures us that we belong to him. That we are his. In fact, Holy Spirit reveals and testifies that we have a heavenly father. He brings about the reality in our lives that we have a heavenly father who loves us and cares for us and will provide for us and wants to have a relationship with us. He connects us to our heavenly father. And it's through the Holy Spirit that we're able to cry out or talk to our heavenly father. And he testifies with our spirits. He communicates with our spirit. The Holy Spirit does. So that we know we're God's children. Amen. That's why we feel his peace in our heart and our minds when we accept a Christ into our life. That's why we can know with confidence that we're saved and that we've been forgiven of our sins and we are, why we can know that we'll spend an eternity in heaven one day. Because Holy Spirit's living on the inside of us and he's confirming and reassuring us that we are God's children and that we belong to him. Holy Spirit makes it possible for us to experience all of who God is and what he wants us to feel and communicate to us. Not only that, but Holy Spirit leads us into the truth that we are heirs of God. You are an heir of God. You're not just a child of God. God went another step further and said, you are an heir of who I am. All that I am, all that I have for you belongs to you as an heir. Through him, we can receive all that God has promised us. Amen. Holy Spirit makes that possible. When you're, when you're an heir of your parents, when they pass away, you have the right to receive everything that they are able to pass on to you. Why? Because you belong to the family. You're part of the family. And as a part of God's family, we are heirs of him. All of who God is, all of what he wants to do, all of the blessings and promises and provision that he has for your life belongs to you. The future that we have in Christ for all of eternity belongs to you as an heir of God. Yes, and then we're co-heirs with Christ. And Holy Spirit reveals all of this to us as we walk with Christ, as we share in his sufferings, as we understand the journey that we take with Christ and all the glory that Christ has as the Son of God. We are co-heirs with Christ and all of God's promises for our life. You see, God the Holy Spirit is so faithful in our lives. His role is so vital and so important that we understand who we are in Christ and our destiny that we have through him. God provided the way for us to receive all of who he is through Christ and his spirit living on the inside of us. Isaiah prophesied in the Old Testament about Jesus the Messiah would come one day 
And this is what it says in verse 1 and 2 of Isaiah 11. He says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And this is who Jesus is out of this passage. It describes Jesus, that he's wisdom, he's understanding, he's counsel, he's might, he's knowledge, and he has the fear of the Lord. And it was Holy Spirit that was, who was in Jesus, because that's who Jesus is. Both of them are God in the Trinity. And I want you to see that in all things, our advocate, Holy Spirit, counsels us so that we walk in God's promises and freedom. We know that he's our advocate. And one of his roles as advocate is to counsel us. Holy Spirit is our counselor. He helps us to make the right decisions. He helps us in our walk with Christ to follow God's ways. He shows us which way to go in life in order that we walk in God's promises and the freedom that he has for us. He's been deposited as the guarantee of eternal life that we have in Christ. He counsels us to be the ministers of the new covenant that we're called to. He removes the veil and transforms us into the image of God. And we see and understand he counsels us in our identity of who we are in Christ. And his glory will never fade. It will only increase within our lives when we're following after him. He removes fear from our lives. So he counsels us and says, you no longer are a slave to fear. You don't need to live in fear. You don't need to walk in fear. You don't need to make decisions in fear. Because I've set you free. And I live on the inside of you as the guarantee. He reassures us that we belong to God as a child and as an heir. You see, we need him as our counselor. He gives us the wisdom and the strength and the ability and all that we need to live this life as our advocate. He shows us and tells us how to live. He's so faithful in our lives. He's so good. Just the miracle of salvation and the deposit of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He will never leave you, never forsake you. He's with you. He's for you. He's not against you. And he will lead you, guide you, direct you, teach you. All it is that we need to grow in the Lord is possible through the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the person of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the revelation of who he is to help us in our walk with Christ and all that God's called us to. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Maybe you're here this morning and maybe you realize that you don't even have the relationship with the Lord. Maybe you've not prayed the prayer to ask Jesus to come Live on the inside. And you've been wondering about, am I going to go to heaven? What's going to happen to me after I die? And I'm here to let you know that through Christ, you have eternal salvation. You not only have the hope, the joy, and the peace here on earth to live the abundant life that Jesus said we would, 
but we have eternal life in heaven waiting for us one day. And Holy Spirit is waiting for you to say yes to Jesus because the Father wants to deposit his spirit inside of your heart to change you, to transform you into Christ's image. And if you're here, my friend, and you're in that place today, you don't know Christ. You've not accepted him into your heart and your life. I want to give you an opportunity today to know Jesus, to accept him as your personal Savior and Lord, to walk in a relationship with him. It doesn't mean that you won't ever not have another trial in your life or another problem in your life. It just means that now you have someone living on the inside of you who will never leave you and forsake you that will walk with you through the problems and he will be the solution to every single need that you have. If that's you this morning, if you don't know Christ and you're ready to receive him, will you just slip up your hand so that I can see it and I'd love to pray with you before we leave today to know Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your plans and purposes for our life. We thank you that you deposited your spirit on the inside of us as a guarantee of our future in Christ. Lord, we thank you that you've promised us in your word that we will spend eternity in heaven. And there are so many more promises that we have through you. And so, Lord, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're a counselor, that you show us how to live, that you help us as our advocate and to know how to make decisions in life. We thank you that you're the guarantee that we need in our life to accomplish the life that you've called us to. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. Holy Spirit, we would pray a fresh anointing from you on our lives as believers, as children of God and as heirs of God, that we would live and walk in the freedom and the promises of God. And we are committed not to do it within our own strength or ability because we can't. But Lord, we rely on you, Holy Spirit, for your wisdom, your power, your ability, because we're competent through you. We pray that we would share the gospel message with those around us, the world around us that is lost and hurting and broken. And God, we just pray that you would give us your eyes, Holy Spirit, to see those around us so that we would take steps of faith and you're going to fill our mouth with your words. You're going to give us opportunities to show your love and compassion. And you're going to be faithful to deposit seed in someone else. And lives are going to be changed because of your saving power. And so, Lord, we thank you today, Holy Spirit. We surrender once again to you. We thank you for who you are as the person of the Holy Spirit, but we thank you for also your role in our lives. And, Lord, we honor and reverence you here in this moment within our lives. And we ask all of this now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen and amen.